Welcome back to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashonda Dixon. And today we'll be talking about supporting Black businesses. Now more than ever, we're seeing Black Lives Matter movement just now explode across the nation and across the globe. And we're really realizing that it's more important ever to support our own communities. So where do you want to go with this, Tashonda? So I think that there's such a breadth of information or of content that we could cover here. But I think more than anything, this really attention to the deficit or the, I want to say, lesser position of Black people in America has really opened our eyes to, to so much more. So it started, of course, with police brutality and George Floyd. But more than ever, I think we are now acknowledging all of the discrepancies that mm-hmm. are going on for, for Black people in America. I know most recently I heard a lot about healthcare. Yeah, the maternity, Black mm-hmm. maternal health with the young lady who was who died after a C-section. Yeah, and all of these things, I, I think it's important to say, all of these things have been problems for a long time, but we've never paid attention. And yeah. and so one of the things that we talked about in the episode where we really talked about Black Lives Matter is what we can do to help move our community forward. And one of the greatest things that we can do is to support Black businesses. Right. <laughs> so me being a business owner, I've actually had many encounters. But more than ever, we have to acknowledge how important it is to invest in our own community. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many, or at least now we hear so many excuses or like reasons why it's so hard to support Black businesses. And so... I don't know. Let's just talk about some of those reasons and perhaps give some suggestions or some thoughts on how we can, you know, tackle those or like overcome them. Yeah. So I I would say that there's tons of reasons. Um, Over the last couple of days, I've actually been doing a lot of learning just about money and about how money flows and, and what happens. For one, I would tell you that Black people on average have a substantially lesser pie or piece of the pie of the American dollar. If you look at what we make, you will know that most of the wealth comes in small businesses. Small businesses actually make up of like 99% of the businesses that exist in the world. But there not there like, I want to say like $3 trillion within the black community? There is. And, and there is. But the problem is we don't keep it in our community. Mm. There was actually one study mm. that, that showed that the average dollar stays in the black community for six hours. As opposed to? Asians. Asians were the highest of keeping the money in their community. They actually keep dollars in their community for 30 days. 30 days six versus hours six versus hours. 30 days. And, and so what, what oh you're seeing, gosh. though, is you're seeing that Black people are earning more than ever, right? Yeah. Black people have yeah. that $3 trillion to account for, but we spend it back out of the community. Right. And so with that being said, black businesses fail more often than any other race. We have uh, more of a a capital. We always fail because we don't have enough money to support the business. We don't have a contingency fund. So what you'll see is with COVID and, and what happened in COVID is more black businesses failed than any other business. And it's because we didn't have the cash reserves. The cash reserves or the infrastructure, like because there was actually free money being passed around in COVID and because people hadn't, you know, 
They open their keep, bank account. They didn't open a business bank account. They didn't, you know, there wasn't tracking their expenses. Like that was one of the things you had to show. Like what were your expenses yeah. and what were your revenues? If you can't show that you haven't been keeping track, you can't get any money. Yeah. And so I would really say that supporting black business is probably the the building block that'll lead to some other initiatives. So the other things that we can do, invest in infrastructure, right? Yes, like yes, in, yes. invest in marketing, in, invest in a platform. Uh, the other thing that we saw is that, there was no digital footprint for a lot of black businesses in a this lot environment. Of people were not set up for the e-commerce platform mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we, you know, were forced to be in. So if you didn't have an online presence, there was no way for you to get your goods to your customers and for your customers and you to were even shut find down. you. Yeah, you were shut down, literally. Yeah. And, and and so what I what I tell you is that we as a community, we have to acknowledge how important business is in our sustainability. Right. Yeah, so so yeah. we all I know a lot of people, there's this huge movement for growing your own fruits and vegetables and being able to sustain yourself in nature. But what about sustaining your community? What about sustaining your financial ability? There's actually a tons of research that shows that the average business owner has a higher net worth than an employee. And I think that's an important note because I'm of the mindset and philosophy right now that Everyone needs to have a business entity, no matter if you want to be a full-time entrepreneur or not, because there's so many things that you can take advantage of if you have a business, you know. I mean, you do have to be doing some type of business, but reality is most people are having, you know, most people have a side hustle. Most people have something. And we are in a digital age. You can automate things. Businesses now could take you 30 minutes. Being a um, supplier on Amazon, although Amazon takes a a, a lot of the money in fully doing your business though, but literally you can drop off supplies with an Amazon distribution center and they do everything else. And the marketing is already done. You know, like it really <laughs> They do everything simple. else. And you could maintain, you could love your full-time job, mm-hmm. but still have this income on the side. And when yeah. you do that, it opens up so many, just thinking about the tax implications yes. of having a business and the benefits there. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And we'll, we should do an episode where we go into like many of the, I mean, the specifics of the tax benefits, but mm-hmm. there are so many advantages of being an actual business like, you know, for instance, just being able to draw down your income so you're paying less in taxes, like, is a huge benefit. Yep, in for your expenses. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah, I think we just really have to think about business differently. But we're specifically talking about black businesses because, you know, like, we live in Charlotte. And I don't know. Do you think it's been hard to support black businesses or not? Hard to find. Hard to find. I feel like lately I've been finding them by accident. Like, our tree, like how? The tree cutter guy was a black business and the stump grinder. So I get okay. that. But how many white businesses did you go through before you found those guys? Or you found other? them. Honestly, you found the tree cutter guy. That's um, because I look for a black name. Oh, <laughs> I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't. But I'm but, like, you, but, you called but, them. But it's hard, though, because there's not a heavy presence. Mm, um, there's there's not commercials all the time about how to see them. Yeah. Even back in the day, we used to go hand out flyers. I'm not getting any flyers. <laughs> no, we don't get flyers. And we don't know the area that well. Yeah. So we don't even know like what neighborhoods to go to that would have the businesses yeah. to support. 
I went to like a facial place the other day and that was a black business and I had no idea that it was from the name or even from like their social media or yeah. anything. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes they're also masking that Yeah, well. that That is a good point because I would tell you that comes from being scrutinized more. Mm. I, I've had so many instances where I was, <laughs> I was supporting or people were trying to support me, family in particular. Yeah. And so I owned a nail salon for one. And I actually had a, a family member who was diehard nail enthusiast, mm-hmm. always had her nails done, toes, fingers, everything, always together. And so she comes to my nail salon and the I had a tech that was really like precise and very like, it needs to be like this and, and all of this. And she did her nails. And so uh, my cousin looked at her nails and she goes, well, I don't like this one little thing right here. And I was like, oh, okay, well, we can we can fix it. Like I even said, hey, you can come sit down for free and we'll make it happen or whatever. And I was like, a couple months later, that same person had gone to another nail salon, an Asian nail salon, and I looked at her nails and they were terrible. Mm, 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 mm. And when I asked her about it, uh, she was like, well, I can't go to you because I had that one little speck. And I was like, but I offered to fix it for free if that was what you wanted and i'm yeah. looking at your nails now and your nails suck and she would go on to go back to those asians and i was like yeah. this is ridiculous yeah um, that's that bias and i know you were asking me yesterday you're like well you do you think you treat black businesses different and like in my head i want to say no but like i don't i mean that's because i'm being my own advocate but i'm like is that true yeah like am i tougher on the black businesses that yeah. I, so so i would say know, so a couple things could go for that and i'm not trying to say go to people who have a lesser quality but mm-hmm. i i do think that when you in, in any environment when you can relate to a person or you have something in common mm-hmm. you have you instantly build rapport it's actually a sales tactic by the way mm-hmm. so when you are trying to sell someone you're supposed the first thing you're supposed to do is try to build rapport really fast. And they say that you build rapport by finding a commonality. The Mm -hmm. example that I actually heard recently was if you're out of the country, if you're in London and a person is in a bar and they hear another English accent and they're, you know, American, they'll immediately feel good feelings about that person because they're also. And, And so I think that there are a lot of psychological things that play in why you feel more okay with critiquing someone who's more like you in that, that regard. Sense. And not only that, though, we have had a history. So so you mentioned it before. We've had a history where black businesses don't have infrastructure. They don't spend money on marketing. They yeah. don't perfect their craft or their, their subpar to their counterparts. We yeah. had a business that was subpar <laughs> to our counterparts. Yo, yeah. Uh, and we were <laughs> still... business. Yeah, we were still had. running it. And really, when I think about what we did, we didn't have the capital that we needed yeah. to put everything in place that would have made it better. But one thing is so funny, though, because I have a colleague who... She has a like a membership business where it's a membership club, essentially. And she has partnered with one of the big banks to like her membership is female entrepreneurs so she black specifically and so she partnered with the big bank to get these ladies access to funding and i think there were like 30 members or so that first year and i remember getting her annual report and she said none of the women wanted to take advantage of the funding wow and i was like 
that's crazy. They were offering like I think $150,000 and none of them wanted to take on that risk for their business. Wow. So why do you think that was? Did did you get to the root cause or understand why they didn't want to take that on? I didn't. I didn't ask her. That's something that I probably do want to ask her, but I do see I mean at least I feel like black people in general don't want to take on extra debt. I know a lot of black people who don't have credit cards, yeah. like who pay cash for everything. And I think we're so used to bootstrapping our businesses. Mm-hmm. Like we work with what we have. Yeah. I was going to say, I, I had a similar experience with a marketing professional. I actually had a friend who was in marketing and she was like, it is so hard to find clients because black people don't believe they need to market. Mm, and, that. and what she said was they don't, Think of it as a true business expense. So, you know, there's there's rent, there's lights, there's water, there's, yeah. you know, those things. And, and they perceive that yeah. marketing expense as something separate yeah. from the business expense. That, I mean, I definitely struggle with that. Like, I always want to invest in marketing, but I feel like it's a frivolous expense. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. not the necessary, like, we need to get our product you know, manufactured and like actually together, it's like an extra add-on. So, so is it. your product just going to sit in the closet? <laughs> right. That's what we end up doing, y'all. Yes. Unless yes. it's like is a hit word of mouth. Like yeah. we don't. I feel like. I mean, I'm generalizing here, but I definitely feel like for me, that's an. It's usually an afterthought for me. Yeah. So, so I would say that supporting black businesses now we have a number of professionals. We have a number of people who know business, especially in the black community, mm-hmm. and. All of the people I spoke to is like, you have to market. Mm-hmm. You have to it's a you fact. have to do it's these things. And, and so I think that what I'm hearing is not only do we support black businesses by spending our dollar with the black businesses, but we also teach them about business, about, you know, most people yeah. who go into business, they don't go into business because they're business professionals. Right. They go into business because they love something. Yeah. yeah. I have an aunt who makes the best cakes ever. Mm-hmm. And she just loves baking. Yeah, she loves baking. No business background, no anything, but she loves to bake and she's good at it. Yeah. And so she has this business, but she ha- didn't have that education. And so I think when I see supporting black businesses, it's about buying black. Mm-hmm. It's about teaching black businesses how to be successful. Yeah. So just a reminder, I, I think this is key and, and something that I want everybody to know. Today... A dollar stays in the black community for six hours. And what are the other stats? In the Asian on? community, it is 30 days. In the Jewish community, it's 20 days. And in the white community, it's 17 days. Six hours, guys. We can do better. And we need to do better because what we do with this will really be about how our our legacy, how our, our children's children move forward in community. And you can't do that without the resources, right? You can't do that without the money. And we have the money, y'all. It's clear. We have the money. $3 trillion. <laughs> Just spend it where it matters. Yeah, definitely. So until next time, y'all, I'm Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And, and we, we are Black Girl Fly. Black Girl Fly.